0: Lonely indeed, New Japan is going to be sooner rather than later. Uh, What's going on, it's 3 Podcast. I am Isaac. And I'm Nick. And the reason why I say lonely is because officially the Elite are gone from New Japan um, after Wrestle Kingdom 13. And yes, this is a Wrestle Kingdom 13 um, review. And no, we're not going to do New Year Dash because I just got off work and haven't had time to watch it yet.
1: I haven't watched it either.
0: Um, But I don't think we'll probably do a review about that just because basically New Year's Dash... Is a uh tag team fest and every because everyone's basically all beat up from the night before.
1: True that, true that, true that.
0: Um did you step to watch it live, sir? Yes. I did not. Oh my gosh. Because it started at um uh, January third, eleven PM Pacific Standard Time. And like... I had to work the next morning. <laughs>
1: No, I had to go to work, too, and um, I already let my boss know, like, hey, I'm not going to come in. And then um, she, when I told her, I said it is January 4th, so she gave me January 4th off, and I was just way too excited. No, she gave me January 5th off, and I was way too excited that I should have told her I meant it's the 3rd and I need the 4th off. So I went into work.
0: (laughs) You were exhausted. (laughs) I was exhausted, but
1: damn, I was excited to watch that. Um,
0: Compared to uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12, I think it falls a little short.
1: It does. It was missing something, and we know what we were missing.
0: Yeah, well, we'll get that into a second when we start talking about some of the matches. Uh, I didn't watch it because I had to work the next morning. I didn't because I especially have been going to work at 5 in the morning, an hour earlier than usual. So I ended up waking up at 3 a.m. to catch um, what I could and so i ended up watching like half of it before going to work so two hours or so i got in um and then i watched a little bit at work watched a little and watched the rest of it when i got home uh yesterday anyways let's jump into things hiroki goto beretta and chuck t versus minoru suzuki lance archer david boy smith jr versus Ryusuke taguchi t- togi Makabe, and Teruyano. yano versus yuji nagato jeff cobb and david finley Versus Marty Skrull, Hangman Page, and Yujiro Takahashi. Oy, number one contender gauntlet match for the never-open-way six-man tag, tag team championship. Woo! I need an inhaler.
1: Goddamn. That's right. a lot of words. <laughs> that match lasted half an hour.
0: It took me half an hour to get that fucking title out.
1: For real. But it, I really love this match. And, you know, how I, I love Trent Barretta. So I was very excited to see uh, Chaos. Um... I did not think that. Oh no, I did. I think I did pick a MVP.
0: Um, I went with Jeff Cobb because I'm a Cobb fan. Um, so yeah. to kick things off, it was uh, Bullet Club. So Scroll, Takahashi, and Page. versus Finley, Cobb, and uh, Nagata. Um, so basically, um, Adam Page. Or so the uh, so the Bullet Club eliminated. Uh, they end up getting uh, bumping into each other, get rolled up. Uh Jeff Cobb and then pick up the W and they continue on in the Gotland match beretta Chuck, uh, Chucky T and Hiroki go to are out next um it was it was really physical, really good, really quick pace. What can you say uh but of course um well, unfortunately Beretta Chucky T and Hiroki are eliminated um Finley rolls them up for the one two three yeah uh Minoru Suzuki's out next with Lance Archer and Debbie boy Smith jr um they come in they beat some ass. They really uh, did. They, ooh, man, how oh. physical is uh, Suzuki, man? Oh, my gosh.
1: That's strong style. That, that scares the hell out of me.
0: Yeah, I really hope Davey Boy Smith kind of picks up that from him.
1: I, I hope so, too. Um, I love Davey Boy. Um, always a fan of his. I just wish that it would have like worked out for him in the WWE, but I'm glad that he's out here
0: yeah. or out there. Uh, so, and he's 33. Yeah. Um. So Smith, and Archer with a double power bomb, Finley. Uh. And that's pretty much it. Um. So Cobb and them are eliminated. So Ryusuke Tagachi, um. Togi Makabe and Toru Yano. They're they're out next. Um. I actually did pick Yano. Did I pick Yano? I think so. Yeah. I did pick Yano because I'm a huge Yano fan. I love hawking DVDs. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> oh, so back in the day, this dude was also a badass dude when he was uh um aligned with uh, Shinsuke. Yeah. I was watching some shit. He was super physical.
1: Way too oh my gosh. Uh
0: but uh Killer Elite Squad, they roll up Smith, one, two, three, they pick up the the open weight titles.
1: Yeah. Uh the oh they're the they're the number one contenders. And oh, that so was yes, the, number one contenders. That was just the pre show.
0: Yeah. Um no no battle royal and so no cheeseburger. Sad face. <laughs> that
1: that was the thing that was missing. Sad face. Like, Sad face, man. I love that battle royal.
0: Yeah, that battle royal was a lot of fun. Um, seeing a lot of guys you never thought you would see. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so to actually officially kick off the show, Kota Bushi versus Will Ospreay, the never open weight championship. Uh, man, this was basically the beginning was a chess match. Basically, both men showing that they're they're complete equals. Um, super fast paced, uh, a lot of back and forth. Basically, they were countering each other's finishers a whole lot. Will Ospreay ends up picking up the win. By um, basically running and throwing a forearm to the back of uh, Ibushi's head, picking him up, hitting—let's um, uh, see here—hitting the uh, the Stormbreaker, one, two, three. And after the match, they basically drag out uh, Ibushi on a stretcher.
1: I'm not gonna lie, that was probably one of the best match. I I knew that it was gonna be a great match. I just didn't know how good. In 20 minutes it was such a good match. It was quick, it was uh, there was like a lot of back and forth. There was chess, not checkers. It was so damn good. And I knew that it was going to be great. I wish that it would have went on longer. It was so good. And Will Osprey picking up the win. So good. And I called that.
0: You did. I went with the Bushy. Um yeah, I'll I'll get into I'll get into my thoughts about the whole event as a whole and what I've kind of seen kind of going on. Um, yeah. X, so the next match was a uh, uh, Kanemaru and El Desperado versus Roppongi 3K versus Bushi and Shingo T- Tagi. Um, the Junior Heavyweight Championships, Tag Team Championships. It's a triple threat match. Um, Show and Yo to me, oh, those dudes are destined to be facing each other at a future Wrestle Kingdom in the main event.
1: Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> show and yo. Like those two are insane. Insane. But uh Bushi and Shingo, I was just blown away. I forgot how dope they are.
0: Yeah, they are very very big big and physical. Um uh Takagi um hits show with the last dragon, one, two, three, game over. They are the uh uh IWGP junior tag champions.
1: Yeah. Um. I just hated how short the match was.
0: Yeah. So after a while, some of these matches were really, really short.
1: Yeah, right. And like
0: they were running through. Like I think like like two matches, like two or three matches, were both completed combined in like twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, like uh, Will Osprey and uh, this uh, tag match, they were like twenty five minutes.
0: Yeah. Uh, so next we got Tomorrow Ishii versus Zack Saber Junior for the Revolutionary Pro British Heavyweight Championship. Um, a lot of uh, Zack uh, Saber Junior. Um, Doing a whole lot of countering, a whole lot of uh, grappling, tying him up into knots. Uh,
1: Man. Uh, uh,
0: Ishii. Ishii basically was being super physical. And that was the whole match was someone who's a striker versus someone who's a grappler. Basically, someone who could tie you up like a pretzel. That was the story they told. Um, Zack Ryder ends up putting him up in like this weird double octopus stretch thing. And um, Ishii ends up tapping out.
1: Oh, he couldn't tap out. Yeah, (laughs) he had had a sick uncle. Like, that was good. And what was crazy to me, I kept looking at uh, the guy that was with uh, ZSJ, and I was like, man, why do I know that face? Why does he look so familiar? And then I realized, holy shit, that's (laughs) Takamichi Oh, (laughs) Like, at the end of the match, I was like, oh,
0: that's Takamichi What? Oh, man. Yeah. He gained so much weight. He's only – well, he is also coming off an injury. Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. but yeah no he's uh he's going to be, he's only like 40 i think yeah he's like
1: 40 something 45 something he got like that
0: super young
1: super young um oh yeah looking at it he uh debuted in 1992 that's crazy yeah
0: um but yeah so again another quick match but good quality win um mm-hmm. next we get good guy Tama uh Tumotunga and Tungaloa. loa versus Evil and Sonata versus the Young Bucks IWGP Tag Championships. I kind of figured that the Young Bucks were kind of going to get squashed here.
1: Um, yeah, I did. I knew that they were going to lose, um, but, I, of course, I went with G.O.D. Right. Um, because Tama is, is the shit, and he was saying that uh, he's now the good guy. The good guy. And um, I thought that would be a great, great play into what's going to happen in the match. It did not.
0: Well, it kind of did because he was like – he tried to shake the young buck's hand. He ended up uh, shaking Sonatas, uh, and the referee was like, tag! And he was like, oh, fuck, okay. Um, There's a point where um, uh, his brother was going to go break up a submission. He's like, nah, we don't do that. Slides out. They start pushing the rope forward to help – I think it was Nick to break up the submission hold yeah uh, so it was it was nice entering psychology the fact that he was wrestling a match referencing his new nickname
1: yeah so it was that was fun but i don't know i kind of wanted them to like do like a, a double turn and just be assholes because tamatanga that's who he is yeah that's what i love uh but evil and sonata
0: whew. yeah Evil and Sonata do they they are really great i'm a huge fan of them both sonata hits a moonsaw on matt for the victory they are the new iwgp tech team champions A lot of titles change hands on this show. For real, right? Like, damn near all of them. And again, this match was super quick. Very quick. Um, What was
1: it, like 10 minutes? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. Cody Rhodes. But what I love seeing. I'm sorry,
1: but what I love seeing. uh, Magic Killer.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Juice Robinson for the IWGP U.S. Championship. Uh, Juice Robinson coming out with that fly-ass gear.
1: Oh, man, the flamboyant one.
0: Yeah. Um, do you feel he, like... You,
1: you know who he looked like to me? Who? He looked like um, Johnny. Johnny Nitro.
0: It was very Johnny Nitro slash Chris Jericho inspired, if you would tell me.
1: It really was, yeah.
0: I mean, it worked for him. It does. Um, I have a feeling they are they are setting up for a Juice Robinson and Switchblade feud down the line eventually.
1: Uh, I feel that, too. Um and what I what I really liked was the the callback to Cody Rhodes and his debut match at Wrestle Kingdom um, against Juice right. last year, and now it's come full circle to a title. So uh, I love that.
0: Yeah, it was a really really one sided match. Uh, Brandi Rhodes gets involved, but she gets ejected. By the way, Oof. that woman is stunning,
1: man. I love Brandy.
0: Mm, she's beautiful and smart and a wonderful cook and a wonderful human being.
1: Oh, I, I I don't know all that. but Yeah.
0: I mean, have you seen her YouTube cooking channel? Absolutely not. Isn't she on some show? I think she. Oh, she was on on um, Wags Atlanta. What is Wags? What does that stand for? Women. Oh, see, wives and girlfriends of professional athletes, something like that. That's weird. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah. Oh, okay. I sat through like five episodes just to see five minutes of Cody Rhodes.
1: Oh, of high-profile sports persons. That's weird. That's a, that's a weird name for a show.
0: It is. Anyways. That's, that's weird. <laughs> Brandon gets thrown out after getting involved. Uh, Cody's a little distracted. Juice hits some of the Pulp Fiction not once, but twice. One, two, three. Juice Robinson is the new IWGP US Champion. Um, again, because the elite were leaving, titles were dropping.
1: Yeah, but I just don't like that it was only like three minutes long. Or yeah. It was like nine minutes long. Yeah, nine minutes. That's insane. Like this match deserved a, little, a, a lot more time. Absolutely. And, but what I loved, Cody Rhodes with the dig, and he has on the Jacksonville Jaguar-inspired tights. That was dope.
0: It didn't even uh, render to me that the, both him and Brandy were both rocking Jackson Jaguar colors. Yeah. I just thought she looked fantastic in that, that uh, greenish teal color.
1: Yeah. Like, when they came out and I noticed it, I was like, oh, that's dope.
0: Well, but it was crazy.
1: Yeah, but what I loved even more, uh, listening to uh, the commentators, they not once called it by name. They did not call um, AEW. They yeah. just saying, oh well, congratulations on their new venture, and that new announcement that they dropped. Like, okay, yeah, I right. see it. So uh, I don't think that I don't think the rumors of uh, them still having a relationship with uh, New Japan is as like concrete. Mm. I don't think it's gonna happen.
0: Uh, Kushida versus Taiji Ishimori IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. You know who we're missing, right? Ooh. Who was supposed to be in this match? Unfortunately, due to breaking his neck, mm. taking time bomb. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't be involved in this match. It would have been a great triple threat match for this title, but these two dudes held it down. Super physical, fast paced, back and forth match. Um, Kushida, man, he came out dressed up like uh, like uh, Doc Brown. Yeah. Um, he even put him in a uh, arm, bar- arm lock and they called did. What do they call it? The uh, uh, hoverboard hoverboard lock
1: hoverboard lock
0: i don't know what they were trying to get across but it was a very entertaining match um taiji ishimori um he goes by bone skull right in the club he yeah so taiji ishimori uh he ends up picking up the win and is the new iwgp heavyweight champion
1: good it it was it was a really good match i uh so far, after watching all these matches, Will Ospreay and the Ishimori and Kashida match were my favorites of the night so far. They really killed it.
0: Yeah, the the smaller guys held it down because they also got a lot more time.
1: They did, um, but not that much more. Right. You know, Will Ospreay, again, he only had uh, less than 20 minutes, and Ishimori and Kashida had 11.
0: Uh, 20 minutes is enough. 11, I didn't think they needed a little more time. Uh, yeah. Okada versus Jay White. Okada comes out in some classic gear. Um,
1: the um, Rainmaker
0: Grotto, or what's his name, Grotto, Grado? He tried Gita. to get evolve. Um, basically, um, Okada gets rid of him. A really good quality, even evenly match. Uh, they're, they reverse each other's finishers so many times, but Okada ends up getting cat, uh, caught with the. Um, what does Jay White call that finisher? Um, uh, Blade gosh. Runner. Blade Runner. It's about the Blade Runner, which is basically um what is it? It's basically like a uh, Bray Wyatt's finisher, right? Yeah. Uh, so he ends up picking up the win. Um, basically they, the guys running new Japan, the new president from what I've heard has offended a lot of the, uh, older Japanese wrestlers by starting to push a lot more of these, um, um, white foreigners as main eventers. So Zach, yeah. Jr. Um, switchblade, Jay white, um, And Juice Robinson is kind of now like the focal point of the U.S. um, Because they're planning to move into the U.S. market more aggressively. But without guys like the Young Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega and now Chris Jericho. We'll get into that in a second. um, No longer being with the company. They're kind of bum-rushing these uh, younger guys who might not be ready.
1: Yeah, but Jay White um, is ready. I mean, he, you think 26 so? years old. I think so. 26 years old. Uh, he has a lot of skill. Um, I was a fan of his uh, last year. Um, and watching some of his matches here and there, um, he's really talented. Um, he has the look. Um, the man, I think he got it. And this being the only match without a title on the line, uh, or it, it was just more about pride. Right. They held it down. Um, Okada is still, like, the greatest of all time. And Jay White coming in and showing him that this young man can go. Uh, Using him or or using them to push the American market and really try to take that over, I, I understand. But it does tarnish the brand just a little bit because it's New Japan and we want to see the legends or the older guys that really make up this company and make it what it is like, um, like Tanahashi uh, legend. We want to see him as like the focal point going into this new regime, going into uh, America. Cause we, we recognize him. We know who he is. I mean, we know who Kenny Omega is. We know who Jay White is, Juice Robinson, but We know who they are because they're such legends within the company. So them bringing, like, trying to get the American audience, the American audience already knows New Japan. We already like watch it. So you don't have to put in Americans or English speakers to to sell it to us. We're already sold.
0: Yeah, my opinion. That that's your opinion. Uh, To me, JY doesn't scream superstar. Really. No. I think he, he does. He's, to me he screams Mint Carter. I don't know. I don't think so. His body type, his moveset, he reminds me of a lesser talented Kenny Omega.
1: Ooh, that's that's foul. And Huge. I'm saying
0: far less talented Kenny Omega. That's To ooh. me right now, Kenny Omega, entire world, definitely top five skill wise. Um in terms Nobody
1: can beat that Canadian.
0: Um in terms of, of skill, in terms of what Jay White can produce and do. I'm not sold on him yet. The match with Okada to me, he had an opportunity to catapult himself into "I'm the motherfucker, come and watch me." Didn't quite grab me.
1: I he got me, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm really feeling it. But uh, I don't know. I, I think Jay White is actually is really talented and really dope. I just also think that. We said the same thing about Cody when he was in the WWE. We don't see him as we didn't see him as a, a main eventer until he made us see see that he is one. Oh, and I, I think I, Jay White in his young career, I think he can actually like do it. I think me, he'll be dope.
0: When 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 the gorgeous Cody Rhodes and then the Stardust. To me, I've always seen Cody as a main eventer. Um, but oh no,
1: yeah. When he was dashing Cody Rhodes, yeah, like you saw it then.
0: Right. Um, so but like, still to me, I was seen, but jay white to me he's just i don't i have not heard a promo that has like made me like oh shit and when they put him in bullet club to me i think they're trying to get him put over get him over by by being involved in the bullet club
1: yeah i can and, see that and it feels and the bullet and it felt club, forced to me it was really forced but to me also with the bullet club and pushing him uh to be their new leader uh, this cutthroat era, if it were, um, I kind of feel like it's it's kind of dissolving. Like it, it doesn't feel as authentic because they forced him in that position. Right. Um, I love Bullet Club and I love uh, G O D doing their thing. Um, but I really feel like if um, Bullet Club was to be as big as they once were with Finn or with uh, AJ Styles, you know, I think that they should go with someone that, like, they need someone like Cody. Like, Cody was the perfect person to lead, um, to lead them. Right. You know, and they need someone like him in order to, like, really take Bullet Club on. Like, the Bullet Club was already popular. He made them extremely popular. And now um, they need someone bigger than Jay White. I think Jay White could eventually grow into it. But I don't think that he's ready for that spot to be that guy, to be the face. He's not ready for that. But I think that he can eventually get there, just not right now.
0: Um, here is my, my idea to kind of push um, him in the direction that he needs to go in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Basically, turn him to baby Triple H, aka the cerebral assassin. Everything that the Bullet Club does is directed from him in a cutthroat, methodical way. Nothing is done with blunt force. Everything is done with with cunning, trickery, and uh, fuckery. I dig that. And to me, because he's so young, and he looks so young, he doesn't look intimidating. It'll, it'll help him a lot more than I think what they're trying to do now I agree and and because he's not the biggest guy on on in the ring uh, no. he's not like the, the, the most muscular guy his move set is very very much of the. US style of moves that he can pull off um, and I, I I was probably a little harsh in my criticism that he's a far less talented Kenny Omega but his wrestling style is more of that style. Um so I think he can he can go and do the whole kind of like cerebral assassin type of stick and get over that way with being just just the methodical thinker that takes over New Japan.
1: True. And if he's going to be the face of the company while they're coming to America, they need to work on that. Yeah. But I I I do think that he can do it. I just don't think that it's right now it's going to happen soon. Um they just need something strong that's going to help catapult them but i still believe that they need a new they they didn't need him he's great and i think he could be a great face but not right now they need somebody that's going to take um take the ogs to the next level and
0: that's not him uh, uh naito chris jericho uh, the iwgp Intercontinental championship no dq match oh, this match was pretty brutal um, Naito ended up getting his head drilled into a table. The table actually cracked. Uh, that they... spike
1: DDT was insane.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho is the shit. Uh, putting on a little weight. My man's got to stop drinking so much booze. Uh, uh, he kicked yeah. some ass, though. They were beating the shit out of each other.
1: What I really um, respect about it is that I love matches that are... Like in the ring, that just stay in the ring and they just kill it. Like uh, John Cena and Kevin Owens, those two killed it and stayed in the ring. You know, I love that style of matchup um, because it forces you to show to show everybody how good you actually are at wrestling. Right. And they wanted to show a wrestling match. These two um, went (laughs) beat the fuck out of each other, and they went out of the ring and. Created an amazing story Like my favorite part in this match Hitting that spike DDT And Jericho Going over to the the bell And he says ring the bell And he's like but you rang the bell I won Like that That Chris Jericho can't do no wrong In 20 years This man has consistently reinvented himself He has uh, Kept the crowd like Loving him or hating him He's he knows wrestling. He knows this business. He knows how to play with the fans. He is just incredible. If he was working for the WWE and helping not only produce um, and really make shows happen and really get into that um, those meetings with uh, Triple H and Vince, I right. think that the product would just soar because this man's a genius. And this new persona that he's coming out with. Oh, come on. Brilliant. This man is brilliant. I, I, and Naito is insane. I, I love that dude. I'm insane.
0: Their, their chemistry together has been really, really good. Um, Naito ends up uh, smacking Jericho in the face with the title, launches it out of the ring. Destino. One, two, three naito is once again the iwgp intercontinental champion he grabs that title and looks at it kind of like a serial killer who captures uh or like like a uh a movie um horror killer captures yeah his escaped uh his his uh escaped capti
1: yeah he just what looked I love, at it. with love and lo- with
0: both love and disgust all at the same time
1: <laughs> yeah kind of was like uh yeah this was on your body let me uh clean this up a bit i i love that i, I love naito it's so good and i love like somewhere in the middle the match he was like no tranquila right i was like what i love this dude like fantastic fantastic so, that to me was one of my favorite matches of the night as well
0: there was it was a lot of chemistry that the ring chem uh, in-ring psychology that kind of put it over
1: yeah exactly
0: uh iw so kenny omega versus hiroshi tanahashi iwgp heavyweight championship um, so they kind of fell each other out in the ring a little bit. They go at it. Uh, well, man, Tanahashi is super athletic.
1: He's super athletic. Um, old, uh, he's 42 and he's still showing that he got it. Yeah. You know, um, it's, he's just amazing and he looks great. It's insane for somebody who was inducted in the wrestling observer hall of fame. Like you would just think like, he should be done by now. Yeah. He should be done. Um, the way that he um, like wrestles and everything. You know who he reminds me of? Who? Shawn Michaels. Not in the sense of like uh, wrestling ability and wrestling style, because there are some similarities there that I do see. But he's movement. a sh- his movement and he's yeah. a showman. Yeah, he's a showman. Like this was his house, and yeah, I yeah. loved it. Uh, I love
0: that spot of the night. He goes for a big splash, misses. Uh, Kenny Omega goes through it. He goes through a table. uh, Basically, from the outside, from the inside of the ring, top rope, to the outside, through a table. Kenny Omega slides out of the way, saving himself. But, man, that landing was rough.
1: That was rough. And that's what I'm talking about. He's a showman. He took that. You know it hurt. Right. But he fought on, and I loved it. I mean, this match was incredible. But my favorite spot was actually – the dragon screw that he gave um, Kenny Omega in the corner and he planted his knee and it looked painful. It looked like he just wrecked his knee. And I was just like, yes, this, this is investment right here. This is beautiful because they are manipulating joints. They're like destroying each other. You don't get this in the WWE because they want to protect their people's and it's like, oh, like smallest mistake could happen. But this was timing, this was poetry, emotion, this was hands down elite wrestling. Yeah, they, they, this they, was these insane.
0: Guys, Kenny Omega is definitely one of the one of the best in the world. Um so basically Omega has can't hit a V trigger to save his life. One weekend Angel, Tanhashi keeps getting out of it. Um he even gets out of a, a one weekend angel, um what they reverse Hurricane Rana. Yeah, lands. Can't even make a lands right on his head, um, and then basically they go to the finish. So um, one weekend angel can't hit it. Tanahashi hits him with a twisting leg drop counter. Sling blade, high fly, low one, two, three. Tanahashi is the IWGP new IWGP heavyweight champion. Oh man, um, after, so good. After the match, he thanks the fans. Um, he does his little uh, his thing. He does uh, the little guitar strike thing. He can't really do it because he's exhausted. But this is his second time winning the IWGP Heavyweight Championship.
1: His second? No, this is his eighth. Is it his eighth? Yeah, he has the record for most wins of that title. Eight times.
0: Well, the man is a fucking legend. I do not know how I d- did not know that he had won a total of eight. Um, anyways, all in all, not a bad show. But the fact that they had announced AEW as a thing and the way the guys got buried, they truly didn't get to give off a proper send-off. But in wrestling tradition, when you're leaving, you do the job, you get buried, and you make the person you lose to look like a million dollars. And I think the elite guys did just that.
1: I think so too, Um, more than anything, because I said that it was going to be emotional um, and I did get emotional seeing um, Kenny Omega walk out with the Young Bucks, um, with the One-Winged Angel uh, gear on, uh, walking out, uh, Final Fantasy um, RPG playing in the back with uh, um, Kenny Omega walking up to the ring, and Tana or uh, Ashi's looking at him like, um, I knew that she'd come. Like, that was that it made me feel something it really did and i was really like excited for this match i was really excited to see what was going to happen even though i knew that he was going to lose um i just loved this entire moment and they really really put it out there um in a 40 minute match that definitely could have gone on an hour it was it was really good i was blown away it that was match of the night to me with all the emotions and everything that was match of the night
0: it was definitely the match of the night, um but all in all, yeah the whole entire the whole entire show to me had like this kind of like dark cloud, this predictability that you knew none of the uh elite were gonna do anything major. um they really never got to give like a proper send off from what I saw um, and-
1: do you think that that was on purpose like do you think that um they changed a lot of it to make sure that they don't get the time needed or the uh the the respect that's kind of owed to them
0: I, I don't honestly i don't know um but it, it, uh, there's a lot to still like that we're gonna have to like kind of like see and we're gonna look back on and we're gonna be like okay there's a reason why it was everything was done the way it was done and i'm pretty sure the reason why everything was done the way it was done was because in the way a tradition where you know like when when the rock left he jobbed out to brock lesnar uh, when Brock Lesnar was leaving his first time around, he jobbed out to Bill Goldberg. Um, Shawn Michaels basically did his damnedest to... Or like when uh, when Diesel left, he jobbed out to somebody. When Shawn Michaels is retiring, he put over Taker. Just, just going out means you have to leave it better than what you found it. And I think the Elite truly did do that. Um, I think
1: so too. Because uh, New Japan was already popular, but they kind of just brought it to that next point but i want to go back to something that you just said what's that do you really think that Shawn michaels put the undertaker over
0: that match kind of like in a sense of the retirement angle it may take her like this beyond entity in terms of the wrestling world just the match quality alone from that from that aspect you're like jesus christ Taker was still that damn good towards the end of his career. What should have been the end of his career?
1: Actually, I don't know if uh I don't know if Taker got over on that. I think Shawn Michaels did.
0: Well, it's because Shawn Michaels is just one of the best to ever do it. But if you look at it and you see out the, the 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 ring the match they had, if you go back and look at it, to me, I see it as fuck, Taker still had this ability to put on a great match and tell a fantastic story. This is, I'm talking about the WrestleMania match, the, the Shawn Michaels I, retirement.
1: Yeah, I'm talking about that. Like, I think Shawn Michaels actually got over more than The Undertaker did. Just like um, uh, Shawn Michaels versus uh, Ric Flair at WrestleMania, the retirement match. I think Ric Flair got over more than um, Shawn Michaels did. But that was obvious because we were emotionally attached to the match. That we knew Ric Flair's ending was coming, but we—it was still a shock to us when it happened. And then that moment where Celine Dion's music plays. Oh, I'm sorry, that's that's just that meme that popped up. <laughs> but when that moment came, where Shawn Michaels says, "I'm sorry, I love you," and gives him the—I mean, come on, like Shawn Michaels. Ric Flair got over on that one, but in this match, it was definitely Shawn Michaels that got over, because he gave him everything, and you saw everything leave Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels only won, like, three matches at WrestleMania, by the way, but he gave him everything. He gave him a 20-year career in that one match, and that to me, put Shawn Michaels over The Undertaker.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you're probably right. Um, so I know I'm
1: right, damn it. No.
0: <laughs> so Okay, so so we know where, where the Elite are going. Except for one yes. member. We'll get to him in a second. Where does Okada go from here after losing to Jay white Does he leave New Japan? Or no. does he stick around?
1: He's going to stay. Uh, I, on, I think he's going to retire there.
0: Now, he, I don't
1: see him going anywhere else.
0: He has been had comparisons to one, Jonathan, Cena. Yes, Cena doesn't do a whole lot of moves. Does the ones he does very well. He's done all. He's accomplished all he could accomplish there in New Japan. Wrestled everybody. He's been the man. He carried the company. He's thirty-one years old. He'll be thirty-two uh, this upcoming November. I
1: can't believe he's that young. Does he stay? Uh, He
0: stays. He stays. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Other thing. Before Wrestle Kingdom 13, Kenny Omega was offered $3 million by Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself. A fantastic deal. This is what the the news observer, Dave Meltzer, a.k.a. Maybe he's lying. Maybe he's speculating. Meltzer. Kenny Omega was offered... um, $3 million by the WWE to sign. We've heard from Dave Meltzer himself that all the guys, except for one in the elite, we're going to go do AEW. Now, does Kenny Omega go to WWE? Does he go back to new Japan or does he go and to the upstart AEW? What does Kenny, the cleaner Omega do? Um,
1: at this point, it's legacy. Keep in mind, he's 35. Oh, no, definitely. Um, it's legacy at this point. That's why I'm saying that, because okay. he's 35. Um, at this point, if he goes to AEW, nobody is upset with him for it. Right. Um, it would be the best option. He's working with his best friends. Um, he gets to like have his schedule the way he wants it. Um, he... Can be that guy and help build uh, the company. Um, he, him in his name would blow that company away. Like more people would actually sign up to to watch because Kenny Omega in America, we got to go see this show. Because how often does Kenny Omega come to America and really get to perform with us okay. or for us? Okay, coming to the WWE, uh, he could be pushed as that. The, like how AJ Styles was. Get that crazy schedule. Uh, doesn't get to see his family. He is 35, up in age.
0: Doesn't have a family.
1: Doesn't have a family? No oh, kids. He can, oh, he can go to WWE if he wants. Um, if they're throwing him that much money, speculation, wrestle votes because I see y'all. Um, if they did offer him that much money, I... Probably wouldn't turn that down, if so, I was him, so I would take like a year or two
0: contract. So where do you think he is going? Ah,
1: I think he's going to AEW.
0: So Ken, Kenny Omega himself has said he wants to work with Seth Rollins, he wants to work with Roman Reigns, he wants to work with John Cena. He wants to work with Daniel Bryan. He wants to work with AJ Styles. He wants to work more. Uh, he wants to work with a lot of guys on that roster. You do not um, get that opportunity to work with those guys in that roster by working with AEW. You do not get to work with those guys by work, by staying in Japan. It's $3 million. Yet you've, worked, you've already... I've talked about this in the friendo Universe, the Going in Raw Facebook uh, um, fan page. They had someone pop the question, where does Kenny Omega go? Um, I say you cannot be the man if you don't beat the man. And right now, the man is on the WWE roster. It is the biggest platform. It is the machine. Despite how popular New Japan is, it's still far below what WWE is. In terms of eyes on the prize. Eyes on on them. Sure. That's fair. Yeah. Imagine Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins, WrestleMania. Okay. I'll give
1: you. I'll do you one better. Uh Uh-huh. Kenny Omega comes into the WWE and makes a surprise entrant at the Royal Rumble.
0: Are you going to tell me?
1: He wins. No, he doesn't win the Royal Rumble. He just pulls in AJ Styles. He wins the WWE Championship and faces none other than John Cena for the title for that record-breaking 17th championship. You can't get any bigger than that. The most popular superstar in the world. The two most popular superstars in the world going at it. Then you have the the caveat of the WWE championship John Cena could possibly win his 17th at WrestleMania against one of the best wrestlers in the world you can't beat that I can see that happening if he signed with the WWE because if they're doing this new wave if they're gonna give the fans what they want give them Kenny Omega in and make him rise as fast as possible but that would also mean that he'd have to beat uh, Daniel Bryan, and I'm not mad at that.
0: Um, if Kenny, oh man, three million dollars is a lot of dollars. It's a lot of pesos. A lot. That's, that's a lot of yen. Yeah.
1: That's a lot of yen.
0: No matter what currency you you flip it in, it's a lot of money. Um, but yeah, dude, the 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 guys. Say what you will, but the Young Bucks, they may be the best tag team um, in the world, but in reality, they their bodies are broken down. Um, they're not going to be essentially on-air wrestling talent from what I've been hearing and reading a whole lot. Um, Matt, I believe, has a really bad back from taking those stupid bumps his entire career. Um, I think Jim Cornette kind of said it best um, with his podcast with Jericho, is that if you are in the position to go to WWE and you have the power um, that that uh, that elite have, you kind of have to really consider the offer. And Kenny Omega, you can I think Kenny Omega wants to be able to say that he is the best to have ever done it, and the best way to yeah. do it is to go to WWE. Uh,
1: if it's if it's legacy, uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna change my answer. If it's if I'm considering the legacy and everything behind it. Yeah, then I would definitely, definitely go to the WWE. But I also think that um, he just—I uh, don't know. I, I, I think with uh, Cody and them, I think they already know oh, that I he might be going to the WWE. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he going anywhere else? It it, it wouldn't really do anything.
0: It makes no sense for him to go to go do AEW at his age um, when he still wants to wrestle.
1: Yeah, and I think that he can go to a company where he would not be buried. I think that he would go to this company to take over, and I think he'd be the best person to go and do it. And with the matchups that he could have with Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Shinsuke, um, John Cena, um, Kevin Owens, like... The, the list goes on and on of all the indie darlings that are in the WWE and all these big names that are in the WWE that he can run through and have an amazing matches. And I would be... I, I, I'm very interested to see him have a match with John, Seth, Daniel, AJ, Shinsuke, and it not turn out to be a five-star match.
0: Yeah, I mean, this dude basically... he. He this would be his ability to cement to him, himself in as the greatest ever. Because arguably, I mean, unless you do it in WWE, you can't really put your, be put in that conversation. With that being said, I really do think if Kenny Omega signs with WWE, Okada will not be too far behind. Um, you really think so? I think Okada hears that Kenny Omega is being touted as the best to ever do it. and I And as a man... know you've had great matches with this guy but to still be seen as the lesser of the two when lose or draw and your careers have kind of been intertwined the last few years and for all the spotlight to be going on Kenny Omega when you were the man for a longer period of time than this guy is to be younger to be that good and you're you're being compared to John Cena and yet People are still talking about Kenny Omega as the best in the world. When you were in that ring with him, I think that has to light a fighter under your ass. And if that contract came to me at WWE, if I was Okada, my name would have been signed on that, and that shit would have been faxed back immediately. Just, yes. just out of out of pride, I think Okada, if Okada has as a man of pride, which I'm pretty sure Japanese culture is. I think he has to challenge himself and see, can I do it too?
1: That's fair. Okay. But I have one question for you that's yeah. not related to this. Yes. Uh, reports are saying that Hulk Hogan is going to be um, uh, at Raw tomorrow. How yeah. do you feel about that?
0: I will be using that as my uh, my uh, dookie break.
1: Dude, that's nasty. I'm not talking about the doo break. That's just nasty. <laughs> i'm sorry like the wwe have done a lot of shit to they use real life shit in order to like you know push certain things right but this is nasty (laughs) like i was okay honestly i was okay with them using um uh the sickness the illness that uh roman reigns is going through i was okay with it after like second glance but and i get what they're trying to do um oh yeah we're gonna have this moment to have Hulk Hogan honor his friend, me and Jane. Right, right. Fine. That's nasty. It's still nasty because this is how they're going to reintroduce him. Right. That's, I, I can't, I can't stand by that. And, we, we, and
0: me and you were all about forgiving him until he went and talked to the guys in the back and didn't come off remorseful.
1: Dude, he says, I, I wish that I, I didn't know that I was being recorded that's not – the best apology is changed behavior. Right. Okay? We have not seen enough of him to where we know that his behavior has changed. Right. We just know that he's being more careful when it comes to the things that he says. Right. That's not the same thing. Right. And I am not happy about this. Um, I don't respect this decision. I mean, yeah, sure. Let him um, honor his friend. I, I, I get it rick flair is going to be there i'm with that any of the old guys the legends who want to come back if undertaker wants to come uh if anybody wants to come in and and honor me and gene great i'm with it but this you are promoting hulk hogan because it's the best way to reintroduce him to the wwe universe
0: no no yeah to me to me this is a misfire for sure like legit like if hulk hogan came in and the apology be like hey look you know what I was upset. I I let my emotions get the better of me. I, I just wasn't, you know. I was hot. I was angry, and I, I just spewed out at the mouth. I didn't mean it, you know. Like, you know, I, I was just just angry, and I just said some stuff that I regret saying. I'm sorry. I moved on, and then gone no. on to work. I don't Booker want that. T. And then to I don't go, want that. Do you don't think that would you would, But then to go to take Booker T up on his offer and go work with Booker T. You don't think that would have been a, a better solution than his shitty-ass apology and hoping we forget? Um, no. I, I, I really
1: don't. Him working with Booker T does, does something, but it doesn't do enough. It, it really doesn't. Um, if I would have seen or heard, um, hey, um, what's his name? Uh, if you're saying, hey, Hulk Hogan is in Atlanta right now, and he's uh working with uh the youth down here or hey he went to like uh the history museum in Alabama for um you know that I'm I'm with because then you're teaching him something he's learning something he's understanding a little bit more of how dangerous and how like disgusting his words were and that is a lot more just taking him off TV does nothing really because it just shows people that you know you're trying to hide it instead of acknowledging it and putting him in the forefront so then he learns and understands the difference of what his what actually happened and what's what the feelers are I want, I want people to be remorseful by learning and being put out there If he was to be put out there and made to apologize instead of just trying to ignore it, being pushed to the side, or we're just going to take his name off shit to. No, that doesn't help anything. That doesn't change anything. Change his behavior by putting him, by rubbing his nose in it like a fucking puppy. That's what we need. That's what needs to be done. And it's not. Working with Booker T does very little. He needs a lot more. And we're just going to ignore for the next couple of years, take him his name off some stuff, hurt his money, and then he's going to be remorseful? No. Look at the situation with the, uh, the owner of the Clippers years ago. He disappeared into obscurity after all of that you know, inward stuff. And after that, what? What did he learn from it? Nothing. He learned that he can get paid and just move and just that's it.
0: Did he die? Is he dead yet?
1: No, he got 2 billion dollars and he's living life. Like, come
0: on. Well, sometimes it pays to be rich, sir. I don't.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> fair. But at the same time, uh, no. I think he would have learned a, a better lesson by putting him in the forefront and having conversations with uh, civil rights activists.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you
1: know, that's what he needs. That's what uh Triple H needs. We need to not hide racism just because it's convenient and it's uncomfortable for us. We need you to be right there and learn and have your face rubbed in it so then you understand how bad this is, how bad it actually is. Not just ignore it and just move on and pretend like everything's honky-dory. No.
0: Um, Let's see here. That's pretty much all we got, right?
1: That's it. I mean, Wrestle Kingdom. What would you rate it? The whole show.
0: Out of five stars? Yeah. Three and a half.
1: Ooh. I gave it a four. You gave it a four? I gave it a four. I just, the Battle Royal is something that I, always, I look forward to. And then um, wanting more time in between these matches. That's what I really wanted to look for. That's what I really wanted. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I wanted to go to the SPW show tonight, but I really don't want to drive to downtown Sacramento, pay for parking, and then pay twenty bucks to get in.
1: No, that's fair. I, I really don't. But
0: shout out to all the guys, and I hope that they just
1: they kill it tonight.
0: Dave Dutra, Dave Dutra, the future is going to be there wrestling Cal Jack. I really wanted to watch that. I'm a huge Cal Jack fan, and
1: I, I'm starting to.
0: And shouts out to. Uh, um, Daniel Torch, he is the SPW uh, Heavyweight Champion. He actually posted a really passionate um, uh, promo after winning it on, on Facebook today. I saw oh, it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, Daniel Torch, man. I love that guy. Yeah, um, Yeah. all right, Russell Kingdom. Woo! Woo! We're going to try covering more uh, New Japan shows, um, except for New Year's Dash because it's just a tag team fest. Although there's one match I really want to see that I'm going to go watch right now. I hear hear somebody kind of destroyed somebody else. Okay. All right. All right. Peace out, y'all. Peace.